Well, the Christmas season is upon us again. That seems almost impossible to believe, doesn't it? In my house, we haven't finished up the Thanksgiving turkey yet. In fact, we haven't finished up all of the Halloween candy yet. (laughs) Maybe that's true for you as well. And yet, the season is here. Already, some of you have been out at oh dark 30 in the morning at the shopping mall trying to fill the uh, shopping carts. How many of you got up early and went out there? Oh, come on, admit it. (laughs) You were too exhausted from Thanksgiving. Maybe you were online filling up your shopping cart in that way, trying to prepare yourself for the season ahead. You know, it seems like every year Christmas comes upon us faster. I know that's not literally the case, but that's certainly the cultural sense. Things are moving in a more frenzied way. The calendar seems to get fuller. Events seem to rush at us just that much more quickly. It's a wonderful time of the year in many ways. I know people are so used to hearing folks down-talk Christmas, but it's a wonderful time of the year. A chance to connect with loved ones, to express our care and concern for them with our giving, to stop now and then and be ambushed by the beauty of the season, the wonder of the message contained in the songs of the season. Uh, It is a marvelous time of year, but it's also a spiritually challenging one. It's a time of the year when there is so much noise and clutter in the season. It's easy to lose our spiritual vision of the event. It's easy to lose our sense of the full meaning of what Christmas truly is all about. And so the question I want to be posing to you this morning and then thinking about together in the weeks ahead is how do we keep our vision upon this great God that we've been discovering together over the past months of the fall? How do we gain or maintain a vision of God that enables us to to see the really beautiful and life-blessing core uh, at the heart of the Christmas season? When I was growing up, my my family had all kinds of ways of marking this holiday. Maybe uh, you'll have your own traditions you could talk about at the coffee hour this morning. But one of the ways that we did it was through putting up one of the biggest trees you could fit into a house. Uh, We would go out and select uh, a tree maybe 12 to 14 feet uh, high. We had a very, very high ceiling living room and We'd cart in this huge tree and my father would get on top a great stepladder and with clippers he would cut off the topmost branches that were scraping the ceiling. And the reason he did this was not only to protect the ceiling but because we had an extremely important ornament to place there. It was this magnificent taffeta-skirted angel. And... um, She was adorned with uh, sparkly things. I know that because the light would shine off of her. And her dress would drape out in a beautiful way, concealing the plastic cone underneath the dress that was used to sit atop the Christmas tree. Sometimes as a little boy, I would stand there at the bottom of the tree and I would look up at its towering height and I would see her way up there at the top of the tree and I would be envious of her. I loved to climb trees as a kid. Never dared climb that one. The cat did once. It was a terrible mess. (laughs) But I wondered what it all looked like from her point of view. I would wonder what it was like to look out at the Christmas scene 
from the top of that tree. In a real way, that sense of wonder has never entirely left me, even as I'm much older now. The fact that, um, that you're listening at all this morning instead of out at the shopping mall, as so many other Americans are today, suggests that you, you also wonder about the meaning and long to catch a vision of Christmas that's larger than just the Madison Avenue vision of the season. You're here today or you're listening in perhaps because you don't want to see uh, Christmas simply through the eyes of Scrooge or the Grinch or some other uh, program you might watch on the television screen. Most of us are pretty good, I think, at trying to look at Christmas through the eyes of children. Isn't that right? We try at least to find our way into that perspective, that sense of wonder with which kids look at the Christmas season. In past years, you may have joined me as we've looked together at Christmas through the eyes of Joseph and Mary and the wise men and others that we've met around the Christmas manger. But what if we could actually see Christmas from a much higher point of view? What if we could actually look at the events of this season from the vantage point of angels? What if we could look at Christmas through angel eyes? What would we see? What would we see differently? The Gospel of Luke says that at the very first Christmas, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, the Scripture says. It was not until the angel appeared that they were able to see the events of their time in their proper perspective. And the angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, the Bible says, or the old version puts it, they were sore afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. One of the great messages of the Christmas season is that God comes to us stilling our fears offering us his peace. Do not be afraid. For I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Good news is coming. Great joy will be produced by the hearing of that news. And it's for everybody to share in. This is the message of the angel. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, the angel said. Today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's come for you. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. You won't be able to see the fullness of the salvation yet, is what the angel is saying. But this is going to be a sign. This will be a foretaste, a, a picture of what is to come. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. In a, in a food trough for animals. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. What did the angel see? What did the angels see that produced in them this kind of exuberance? 
surrounded by glory as they were on a day-to-day, moment-by-moment basis, used to looking into the eyes of perfection all the time. What did the angels see happening on the earth in history that resulted in this explosion of praise from them? What did they know? What did they fully know that maybe we need to know? What was it about the birth of a particular child to a peasant family in a backwoods part of the world that made a host of angelic warriors such as we could hardly even stand in the presence of without falling on our knees in fear or worship? What did these angelic warriors see that filled them with delirious joy and made them so desperate to communicate it to everybody who would listen? And how, how do you and I see it? How do we catch this vision ourselves and take it into our hearts and into our homes so that Christmas is not just another job for us, so that Christmas is not just another to-do list, not just another quaint tradition, not just another passing season for us to survive and then move on to the next demanding season. How do we catch this vision so that that Christmas actually becomes for us an encounter with God? With God Himself? How do we catch a vision that enables us to meet God in such a way that we become filled with this penetrating powerful faith that brings forth in us the unshakable joy and the abiding peace for which we long. How? How do we catch that vision? That's what I want to find out for myself in these weeks ahead. That's the journey I'm on. That's the journey I want to invite you to join me on. As led by the scriptures, we try to scale the tree of God together and look upon the events of Christmas from an angel's point of view, to catch a glimpse of the splendor of Christmas from a height we've never perhaps ever looked at it before. We're going to gaze at God and we're going to look at ourselves and we're going to see the events and circumstances of this world in Christmas through angel eyes this year. And I want to invite you to come on that journey. And I want to welcome you to invite others you know to join us for that journey. To come here in person and sit with us as we catch that vision together this Christmas. And so the journey begins. That pilgrimage on which so many before us have gone walking towards Bethlehem to take in the wonder of what God has done. And this year, we do so looking at those events from an even higher perspective, gazing at Christmas through angel eyes. And as you go in days to come, may he give you the capacity to see him in the day-to-day moments and mysteries of life. May he grant you the ability to hear him speaking to you through the moments and the voices around you. And may when the Christmas day arrives, we be those 
who can with great joy share the good news this world still longs to hear. Now rise for the benediction and receive these words. May the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit fill you this day with light and hope and peace and sustain you until we meet again and forevermore. Amen.